What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. This is Real Reality Realness with Brian K. James, the podcast where I, your host, Brian, interview figures in music, reality TV, and pop culture about their lives, their perspectives, and their platforms. Join me five days a week as I get to know some of my favorite people through their points of view and their journeys to their personal greatness. Lock in while I clock in, because we are about to get into it. Alrighty, welcome and welcome back to the show. This is Real Reality Realness. I am Brian K. James, and I put the mess in the message. I am so... (laughs) You know, a little South South. Preparing for for the guests today. (laughs) I'm so excited to have this beautiful lady on the show today. She's a celebrity hairstylist and the queen of Chasing LA season two. And I cannot Mm -hmm. wait to get to know her better. Ladies, gentlemen, and every gender or lack thereof in between, join me in welcoming to the show, Nicole Ray. Hey. (laughs) I just love Miss Lady. How are you doing? I am doing well, love. How are you? I am amazing. I am so happy to have you here. I am so grateful. Thank you for making some space for me in your calendar for taking my call. You look great today. Thank you. A little something, something real quick. Just a little bit. We love your little ones and twos or whatever. Yeah, it just be like a little something, something. You know, I don't be trying too hard. I just do what I can do when I can do it. That's it. You know, you know, a little BB cream and some chapstick. You know, just that's that's all right. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. So. Where are you at mentally right now? How are you feeling? Where are you emotionally? How is Nicole Ray doing right now? I think I'm in a good space currently. Um, You know, I feel like a lot happened last year, a lot transpired last year, just with being busy, you know what I mean? Not necessarily like, you know, drama, mess, things of that nature, but just with being busy. Like, I feel like I'm in a space for the moment, just for the moment, because it doesn't last long, where everything is just kind of calm, you know what I mean? Like, it's back to, the regularly scheduled program, and it's the stuff that I know how to do. You know, I tell people all the time, like doing hair, running my salon, I can do that with my eyeballs closed. So when you throw in a reality TV show, you throw in interviews, you throw in this, appearances, this, that, you know what I mean? When you throw in all those extra elements, it just takes away from my sleep and it takes away from my relaxation. So at the current moment, I'm in a good space. I'm relaxing, I'm enjoying my downtime. And you know, so I'm good right now. I absolutely love that. Congratulations for everything that has transpired for you. Love the progression and the success and everything that you're about to have coming up for you because I see nothing greatness for you. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Of course. What are you most looking forward to from 2023? 
just new opportunities. I feel like each year we're given a clean slate to start something new. So I'm looking forward to seeing what this year brings. You know, I never, I, I mean, I make vision boards and things of that nature. I never really do resolutions anymore because I always let those fall by the wayside. Like every December 31st, I'm like, okay, boom, I'm gonna work out every day. I'm gonna eat right, I'm gonna do this. You know, I put those expectations out there in the universe and then it just never happens. Like it, it comes and it goes. So I'm just looking forward to new opportunities. I'm looking forward to, you know, just positivity. I feel like, you know, last year, even though it was a great year, there was a lot. It was mentally last year was a lot to deal with. So I'm just looking forward to a more peaceful year. Honey, I ain't here to fuss and fight with nobody. I ain't here to, you know, cause I don't have nonsense in my regular everyday life. So I'm just ready to get back to what I'm used to, which is fun. Like I'm a fun girl. Like if it's not fun, I don't really want to do it, you know? So that's what I'm looking forward to. All the new opportunities that are unfolding this year. And there's already so many of them lined up. I'm just bracing myself for everything. Incredible. I love that. So what were you most excited about leaving behind in 2022? Nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, leaving behind, let me see. I just, I won't say that 2022 was a bad year. I would say it was a long year. You know what I mean? As you know, I was filming a show last year. So that is the long, lengthy process sometimes that I don't think people know about. You know what I mean? And even when we're done filming and the cameras are off, now we're dealing with the residual from that. So I feel like, honestly, when 2022 ended, it was like a reset. It's kind of like no one's really talking about what was all going on last year. So it's kind of like we're starting fresh. You know what I mean? I don't got to answer too, too many more questions about what was happening back then or, you know, clear up anything. Because I'm just sick of clearing stuff up. I'm sick of clearing stuff up. I'm sick of explaining stuff to people that I don't even care to explain stuff to. You know, so I was just ready to just leave what happened in 2022 and 2022. Like, I'm very much a person that can argue, fuss, and fight about it, go to bed, and wake up, and we don't have to talk about it. I love that. That, that. that makes perfect sense. So, if I were to ask you, who is Nicole Ray, what would you say? Man, Nicole Ray is, is a multitude of things. She's a daughter, she's a friend, she's a businesswoman, she's a loving, caring person. Um, she's a lot, like, you know what I mean? She's a whole bunch of things like rolled all into one. And, and I'm like the best parts of all the things that I've touched on, you know what I mean? Like me and my mom, my best friend in the world. So I'm a great daughter. Me and my friendship circles, like I'm a great friend. Um, yeah, I'm just a melting pot of things, man. But overall, I'm just a chill person. I think that's what people don't know about me. Like, because I have such a big bubbly personality, they expect for me to just be a lot naturally. And I'm like, y'all don't even understand, when I'm at home chilling, I just be at home chilling. Like, that's it and that's all. Like, when I get on a live or when I get in an interview, you know, I mean, I you know, I don't turn it on or anything like that, but I'm the more outspoken version of myself. But when I'm relaxing, I'm just relaxing. Absolutely. That makes perfect sense. You know, we all, when the cameras come on, people say, oh, you turn it on for the cameras. But like, when you, like, when you go to work, you do things at your job that you don't do at your house. Exactly. And that's what people do not understand. Exactly. It's not about turning it on for the cameras. It's just about being the person that you would normally be if there were things going on. You know what I mean? The person I am on camera is the Nicole you'll see at a party. 
or the Nicole you'll see at an event. It's not the Nicole you'll see at home with a bonnet on and some sweats. Right, like That's time and Unless they want to film that, you know what I mean? And I'm still gonna, you know, even when me and my friends are just around in our bonnets and our sweats, like we're still laughing, we're giggling, we're joking. So the Nicole you see when a camera is in front of me is the Nicole that's having fun. Like the regular relaxed Nicole, like before this, I was in the bed real, real good. You know what I mean? Like I was in the bed real good, sleeping my eyeballs, honey. I got up to the shower and put this on because it's time to, you know, be Nicole Ray that the people want to see. They don't want to see me in my bonnet and my sweats. Like, you could have showed up in your bonnet and your sweats and I would have And I have filmed that many multiple times. You know what I mean? Like, period. I'd have been like the realest, the baddest. Yes, sure. Show the bonnet down, period. Exactly. And the only reason why I don't do that though, love, is because I am a beauty and brand type of ambassador. You know what I mean? So I just feel like it's my job. Like I'm a hairstylist. I'm in that field. So it's like, now what I look like showing up everywhere looking crazy? Because then they're gonna be like, I thought you did hair. And I get it that 90% of the time, most hairstylists don't comb their hair because they're so busy working. <laughs> you know that? They don't, and it's just not, it's a fact. You know what I mean? If you go into most, especially African-American hair salons, like you'll see the hairstylists look crazy because we're so busy focused on our clients that we don't have a lot of time for ourselves. But now you have to take a person that does hair and might normally look crazy and put them in front of a camera, whole different ball game. Yeah. Representation is everything. Nobody's gonna trust me with their beauty and their brand if mine's not looking right. Like, how can I sell that to you? 10 million percent, you're absolutely right. But this is just that that show where we chill and shoot the shit. So it was so when you come back on the show, if you just don't feel like being beat, we've already gotten this. Right. So, so now y'all know what it is, right? Y'all know what it is. So honey, if it ain't giving this one day, honey, just be like, hey, she's tired today, honey. She took her little nap. But yeah. honestly, for me like doing all this like it makes you get in the mood to be ready to do what you need to do you know what i mean like it takes you out of chill mode because when you're in chill mode you're in strictly chill mode you know what i mean so getting up getting dressed combing my little hair honey you know it, it gets me ready for what's to come for me to you know walk into my nicole rayness you know what i mean yeah it's like you know the little boost it's like this it's like that you know that that little shot of espresso for you to get the day going Exactly. And since I don't drink coffee, honey, I need something. Very much something. <laughs> I don't either, but my sister is obsessed with freaking Starbucks, so I hear about it every single day. So I pretty much know the whole menu by now because she don't play around when it comes to Starbucks. Oh, those people are religious. Like, I go to Starbucks, but I just get, like, the fake stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I'd be like, well, what can I get that's going to give me some energy, but it still needs to taste really, really good? You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to feel like I'm drinking coffee. Blend it up, slap some whipped cream on the top, put a lot of caramel, and then I'm going to feel like I'm doing something and hide the espresso up underneath there. You know, hide it up underneath there so I don't really know that it's there. <laughs> 10 million percent, man. Just let me keep it simple. I don't want no thriller, killer, salmonella. I just want regular weed. Please. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. No, I told you. <laughs> I totally get that. I'm telling you, man. Well, it wasn't until you gotta think when it comes to stuff like that, it wasn't until these dispensaries came around, honey, that you start getting all these options. You know what I mean? When you get from the man on the corner that's bringing you the stuff, like he just got the regular. Like, here we go. This is what we got. Do what you're gonna do with that. But see, that's the crazy part. Like, if I hear another person use the word za, I swear I'm snuffing it. 
I swear I'm snuffing them. Like, I don't care. Like, stop talking to me about flex. Like, like, like at, at the end of the way, like, like at the end of the day, if, if you want to talk to me about a strain, if it ain't White Widow, don't talk to me. Like, just give me the regular shit or just give me White Widow. Keep it pushing. I don't want Zod, Thriller, Killer, Salmonella, Ajax, Apex. See, and that's like, why I all of that. It's too, it's, that's a whole nother realm that I don't have time for in my brain. Like, just give me the vodka. I, vodka is regular. Just give me the vodka and I'm good. Fair enough. Now, when did hairstyling become more than just personal maintenance for you? Whew. Um, I would probably say at a super young age. Um, like, I, I knew I had a knack for it. Like, I started dibbling and dabbling in it when I was like five years old. But by the time I was probably like in my eighth grade middle school year going into high school, like I would do my friend's hair, I would do their mother's hair, I would do my family member's hair. But I still never thought of it like as a career, you know? I just like to do it. So it's like, okay, boom, if I can do this and y'all can throw me a couple of dollars, like, you know what I mean? I was just like, oh, just give me $20, give me $10, give me something, you know? And I just thought, you know, I still never thought it was a career. I never thought it was a business move. It wasn't until I became an adult and I worked a bunch of jobs that I didn't care nothing about, but I was just like, well, let me just see if I can turn this into something, you know what I mean? Because I feel like when I was coming up, being a hairstylist wasn't like a glorified type of job. Like everyone went to the hair salon, but they didn't talk about the money you could make being a hairstylist, the influence you could have on things being a hairstylist. Like it was kind of just like your local hair salon, your mama go get her hair done every two weeks. And that's just what it was. It wasn't as popularized and as polarizing as it is now. That makes perfect sense. So at this point, what would you say your specialty is? Like what is the Nicole Ray thing? Um, well, first and foremost, I'm always going to tell people I specialize in healthy hair. Like, we can do whatever we want to do on top of that healthy hair, but if you're running around and you can't never take these lace fronts off and you can't never take these weeds out and you can't never just let your man feel your scalp, something is wrong. Because a lot of times, what I've noticed nowadays is people are so concerned by the aesthetics that they forget the back end of it, which is healthy hair, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That makes perfect sense, child, because I be thinking about these girls that, that will snatch that lace front off and then they look like like that girl from Melrose Place that snatched her wig off and all of a sudden it looked like Satan came out like 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 I mean like, exactly. like every time I watch every time I watch baddies, honey, which is like one of my guilty pleasures, honey, and they snatch Roly wig off. I'm like, girl, what is this underneath here? Like it's a crop circle. God bless her, cause she's my because she she's my girl. You know, I finally, I finally gave in. Y'all on my Instagram feed, y'all, cause I don't follow nobody who hasn't either come on the podcast or has been booked for the podcast or is like just people who like get connected to the people who I follow. Mm-hmm. So I be seeing all the girls talking about baddies, 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 baddies. I'm like Zeus ain't gonna get my. They ain't getting my ten dollars. I'm sorry. Right. They not getting my ten dollars. I'm sorry. Like I almost gave them my little four ninety nine back in the day, but then <laughs> yesterday's price ain't today's price. But the content is the same content, and that's the problem. Exactly, and that's how they get you. It's the same with Netflix. Look at Netflix. Netflix done went from ten dollars to twelve dollars to seventeen dollars. And then, like, I have multiple TVs in my own home, and they made me upgrade my subscription because they're like, it's signed in on too many devices. I'm like, but they're all in my same house. 
I'm out here paying twenty some dollars a month for Netflix. And I was like, wait, weren't you just fifteen dollars? Like, what happened? And it's literally like four things I watch. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not an avid. Like, I don't watch nothing religiously like that. Like, there's no one streaming platform where I'm just like, oh yes, I'm committed to this platform because this is what's on there. Like, it's so many, and that's how they get you. They sprinkle different things on different platforms, so you have no choice but to get into them all. And see, you know. Y'all, they will try me. <laughs> Precious, I feel like you're trying me. But, <laughs> but, see, I, but see, I'll be the gotcha because I spend most of my time on YouTube, for real. So I pay for YouTube Premium. That's my streaming platform. Okay. Because I spend all of my time over there and I pay the little extra for the YouTube music too. That just okay. Pay. But like, as far as the, all the other shows, I'll watch y'all talk about it. Like, I watch all the YouTubers talk about all these movies, all these shows. Like, Kenny JD on YouTube. Okay. Be ever again, thanks to her. Tyra from um, Straw Uncle Reviews TV. I never okay. have to watch another movie again, thanks to her. Like, Axiom, like, the Axiom Amnesia channel. Like, they watch all this shit for me. So I never got to break it down. And we'll break it down, honey. Play by play by play, blow by blow, right? <laughs> Let me tell you, because I started my like on camera personality, whatever you would call this type of thing that I'm doing on YouTube, calling into people's YouTube channels and like, like speaking on like reality TV shows. A lot of the times I hadn't even watched the damn episode. I would just watch them do the commentary, recap the episode and then call in and just talk shit. Right, which is what you can do. Because here's the thing, it's all the same at this point. Like, it's all the same. It's it's some fun, then it's some drama, then it's some work, then it's a fight, then it's some fun, then it's some drama. It's all a repetitive type of cycle. So if you've seen one, you've seen them all. So you can kind of guess where things are going with certain stuff without even having to, like, you know, engulf in it. Like, I literally watch TV now with my phone in my hand because I'm still not paying that much attention to it. You know what I mean? Like, I'll catch what needs to be caught unless it's like a scripted series and i'm like oh okay boom like there's gonna be a plot or something that i need to focus to get to where i need to get to but other than that i'm in and out in and out i'm hoping i'm hoping to change that in the next year i'm hoping to change that in the next year but we'll talk about that off camera stay tuned children my mind your damn business i'm grown um <laughs> <laughs> But um, yeah, that's gonna that's that that's gonna change in the next year. Just, but we'll talk about that later. Um, who was the client that turned you into a celebrity hairstylist? My cousin. Oh my gosh! Like, so my cousin growing up, she became a model. Well, first she started off as a hair model, then she became an actual model, then she became an actress. And once I was like in high school and freshly getting out of college, I was just like, well, you know, let me do your hair. Like I always did her hair like behind the scenes, but you know, you have to get to a certain place in life as an artist, even a model, actress, whatever, whatnot, where you can call the shots on who you would like to bring on set with you and whatnot. So I would do her hair behind the scenes and she would be like, okay, well, I want to take you. But then they'd be like, well, we already have our people. We already have our people. We already have our people. So she's a pretty famous actress. Her name is Katie O'Bear. She was in Soul Plane. She was in Friday After Next. Um, okay. Hey, free eyeballs. Right. Life and free <laughs> eyeballs. So it was crazy because she had booked a campaign for a major clothing line in New York City. And they had did the first photo shoot and they hated her hair. 
I wasn't there. I ain't had nothing to do with it. They hated her hair. So literally, she had a meeting with the higher ups of the company while they were in Los Angeles one day. And I had just did her hair because I normally naturally do her hair. And when they when she got there, they were like, oh my God, who did your hair? We love it like this. Like, this is the look of how we want you to look. Because she was already grown. So they were trying to make her look younger. But whoever they hired to come and do her hair and makeup just gave her like an older, more distinguished type of look. So when she went and she looked exactly how they wanted her to look, they were like, whoever that was, we want them. Nasty. I love that. It's getting Next very... I mean, I know, honey, I'm in New York getting $20,000, honey, to, to do some hair for a week. I'm like, oh, okay, well, this is cute. Like, I was like, oh, well, I, you know, yeah, I, I didn't know nothing about this. You know what I mean? I had literally known nothing about it. I just knew doing hair in a salon. Like, that's what I knew to do. So that once I started working with her on that project, even when her contract ended, they still extended my contract because they were like, we like your work ethic. We like your talent. We like what you do. So that's how I got started. Yes, ma'am. Honey, time and preparation, being in the right place at the right time with the right work ethic. I'm telling you, faith without works is dead. I ain't no preacher, but don't push me. And that's what people don't understand. People don't understand that a lot of times, I think people want to take their talent and just catapult it into something super, super quick. You know what I mean? And my thing was like, I do hair because I enjoy it. Yes, I need to pay bills. Yes, I have to make money. But back then when I first started out, like you could basically almost give me anything and I would do it just for the love of doing it. You know what I mean? Even when it came to dealing with her, like I understood she wasn't the richest celebrity in the world at the time. She was my cousin when I first started doing it. I just wanted to be in the room and use my gift to help. You know what I mean? I'm like, if, hey, let me do your hair. I can do it. You know, she had me on a little salary. So I'm like, okay, cool. Whenever you need me, I'll be there. But it's just about, I tell people all the time, like your gift will make room for you. Mm. Like oh. your gift will make room for you. It will put you in places and spaces where you would have never believed that you could be just based upon your talent. And you don't have to do it. You don't have to do too much. You don't have to show out. You don't have to literally, this gift that the Lord gave me of doing hair got me to where I needed to be. And I never had to push the issue. I never had to try to step on nobody else to get there. I never had to cat fight with nobody to get famous. I never needed no scandal. You know what I mean? Like literally it was my gift that made room for me. And I just, hey, I just took it and ran with it. I know that's right. That's going to be the name of this episode. Your gift will make room for you. I love that. That's that. Oh, that just hit that hit me right in my pancreas. Yes, God. I love that. Yes, man. Thank you for that. Yo. That was good. That was a good word early in the day. I need that. Show. Right. You know, but I think people need to focus on that. People, people don't pay attention to that. So when I do seminars or when I teach or when I go back to the cosmetology school to work with the students, I'm just like, you know, just use your talents. You know what I mean? You don't have to do too much. But I also tell them that talent is 80% of it. 20% of it is how you make people feel. If you make people feel like crap, but you're the best hairstylist in the world, no one's coming back to you. For what? For what? It's a lot of other people that's doing hair. Like, it's your willingness to be a vessel. It's your willingness to come in and just give the best that you have and be humble about it or be hungry about it at the same time. You know what I mean? So it's a whole, man, we could go on for 22 days about this. Like, I'll be telling these folks, I'll be trying to set them up to for greatness. I know that's right, child. But 
people don't be ready to listen. No shade. And people got that. That's part of being prepared when the moment and the opportunity pre- 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 presents itself. Like you have to be ready for the constructive criticism and be prepared for something impactful that may not look like what you thought your trajectory would be. Because a lot of people think that just because the advice that, that they get doesn't align with what they want to do, that it's bad advice or they hating or, you know, they trying to like throw them all up at a square. And sometimes they just trying to put you on and be like, I see what you're doing. But if right. you make light move to the left, you could go, you exactly. know what I mean? And we're never above reproach. Like we're never to the point where can nobody tell us anything. Even in this day, like I'm good and grown. I've been in my career for several, several, several years. I've accomplished so many things, but I still listen. I still take advice. I still take in information that people give to me because somebody knows something that I don't know. There are some things that I still, to this day, when you feel like you've learned it all and you know it all, then it's time for you to just go ahead and take your final rest and lay it all down because you, you've conquered everything that there is to conquer. You know what I mean? Like we're constantly learning. We're constantly growing. We're constantly changing. The world is constantly evolving. So it's like, you just have to continue to take all of that in. And that's where I'm at now. Like I'm just at a point where I'm just like, hey, use me as a vessel to learn and to regurgitate the information that I'm learning to others so that they might learn. Absolutely. So now, from what I know about hair salons, a good hairdresser, like a good beautician, honey, they can become their client's best friend or even their therapist, right? And you spoke to that. Can you tell me without putting nobody business out? Because, you know, we ain't gonna dox nobody out here. But without putting people business out, what has been the most impactful moment that you've had with a client? Whew. Oh my God, the most impactful moment was one of my customers. She had recovered from breast cancer like years ago prior to me starting to do her hair. And she told me about it and whatnot. And then I had been doing her hair for probably about five, six years. She went in got a biopsy because something had formed. You know, once you have breast cancer, even when you're in remission, they always want to check you, check you, check you. Um, She came back in and she told me that they found something else and it was cancerous again. Like guiding her through that process was emotional for her and emotional for me at the same time. Like we're talking about a lady who had hair down her back, natural hair down her back. Um, Came in one day after a couple of chemo treatments and was like, I need you to cut all my hair off because it's just not doing right, you know? Literally, I'm combing her hair and it's just falling out. She crying, I'm crying, and it's just like, she trusted me enough in that moment to be vulnerable with me at that state, you know what I mean? And I had never experienced experienced that before like I've seen people who've lost hair due to cancer but to know someone that sat in my chair once a week with hair today down a bra line and things like that to be literally combing it like when I tell you tears were just falling from my face because I just and she was so strong about it that's really what made me cry you know what I mean because I was like this is a lady who every time she comes in here every week People are always like, why are you here, girl? Your hair is still cute. Like, she wrapped her hair up, she tied it up. She made sure that she was presentable every time she went outside. So I was just like, I knew that that was something that was gonna be hard for her to deal with. And it was hard for me to deal with. And so, you know, I I hear the messy stories all the time as a hairstylist. You know, I know about who's cheating on who, whose kid did what. But that was a moment to me that I was just like, this is like my family. You know what I mean? Like these people are literally like 
my family and I'm like man I'm going through this with you like and it was crazy like it was it, it was definitely like I had to take a moment after that like I had to go outside I had to regroup honey I had to get myself together because I had never been in an emotional space with a client like that so that's when I knew that what we do in this hair industry means something it touches people it helps people it aids people and that's what it's all about that is insane. I absolutely love that. That is, that's powerful. That's yeah. extremely powerful. Cause I just hearing you speak about that, I can, I like, I visualize and I see like, yo, that's, cr yo, I ain't crying on my own shit, but yo. Right. It, it almost brought me there, honey. I was like, wait a minute, hold on, let me pull it together. Like, I literally like, yeah. And me and her were like close. Like she had been to my house before. She had been to my events before, you know. Like I said, my family, my customers, the good ones, they become like my family, you know what I mean? Like they become my aunties, my cousins, my this, my that. You gotta think, you see somebody once a week for years, I know more stuff about them than probably some of their friends know, you know? Mm -hmm. So I, that like, it was, I was literally going through that moment with her. Like we were in that space, in that situation together. Wow. Wow. How do you plan on expanding your hair studio and your presence in the hair industry going forward? Um, I really want to do more in the way of like instructing or like, you know, master classes and things of that nature like owning the hair salon is great i love it but it has its own challenges and with the things that i have going on currently in my life i don't feel like i have the energy or the effort to invest that into like multiple locations just because i still feel like i would like to be hands-on like i have a manager at my salon that runs things when i'm not there but i see how things have taken a shift since i've become more busy and out of the salon so it's just like I'll just keep that one and done and hold that down over there. But I would love to invest in other type of hair salons. I would love to host master business classes and things of that nature to teach people the structure that goes behind owning this type of business. Because I feel like no one ever taught me that. Like I literally worked at a lot of hair salons and one day I was just like, you know what? Like I'm sick of the way these places are run. I'm sick of the way things look. I'm sick of the way things are going. So let me open my home. But nobody talks to me about business loans. Nobody talks to me about business credit. Nobody talks to me about how many stations you need. Nobody talks to me about how you determine what your booth rent should be or should you be commissioned or should you be that, you know what I mean? No one talks to me about those things. So I would love to inspire new up and coming people who want to own beauty industries and you know just show them the ropes give them a blueprint of what they can do to map it out so they don't have to try to figure it out on their own it also translates into any kind of business like i know a little bit about everything you know from business credit to llc's to dba's to corporations to loans to you know what i mean just all those types of things so i would love to expand my empire as far as giving back in that aspect Nice. Well, there's some things that I need to talk to you about too. On top of the stuff, yeah, there's some, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> For sure. Because yeah, there's some things that I'm working on right now that I'm developing that I'm putting together that you know, on the creative side, I've got it all mapped out. I've got it all laid out. I got all that put together. You know, on on paper, the shit's fight. You know what I mean? But 
on the back end, I'm like, okay, now how do we get the logistics together? How do we get the business together? What do I need? Do I need an LLC? Do I need an S Corp? Do I need this? Like, 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 how do I put a, how do I get advertisers? How, how, how do I get sponsors? Like, like, like all of those things, I don't have any knowledge of, but all the creative is where I'm boots to the ground. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So, really how it goes you know and i feel like even as a creative like you don't necessarily have to know everything about the business side because you can get other people to handle that however you still need to have a knowledge of it to ensure that no one's taking advantage that's what happens a lot of times like we look at these artists we look at these actors we look at these models and they've made so much money in their time but they had no business knowledge so they trusted someone else to handle all of that you i still need to look over everything that's going on Yes, I might not understand every single detail, but I'm gonna know enough to know if something is going on that shouldn't be going on. Exactly. That and that, that's the part that I like to drive into people. You know what I mean? Like, man, I just watched the Whitney Houston movie for the 10,000th time. And I'm like, girl, not okay. the daddy stole all the money. You know what I mean? Like how you go from making tens of millions of dollars to being broke to have to bust your butt to get the money back because you're not paying attention to, you're just trusting I don't care if it's your mama, your daddy, your cousin, well, you're just trusting that the person you put in charge of something is going to do what they need to do. And that's not always the case. Shout out to Gary Coleman. Right. So you still need to have somewhat of a knowledge to be able to say, okay, boom, explain it to me. And I'm gonna pick up the parts that I can pick up, but I'm gonna know if something's missing or something is not allocated the way that it should be allocated. So absolutely, like I'm here to give that info to the people, baby, because I done made a lot of money, ran through a lot of money, and made some more again, and here we are. 10 million percent. Now, when did you fall in love with reality TV? Ooh, what was, man, I've always had like a hankering love for it. Like I just, it's entertaining to me. Like I just always thought it was entertaining, you know what I mean? But the reason why I fell in love with reality TV came from like the Housewives era, you know what I mean? Cause I used to watch it for the fabulous parties and to see what they're wearing and to see the trips and things that they're going on. I feel like reality TV has taken a shift from that. Big shift. But that was what I fell in love with about it. You know what I mean? Like, I wanted to watch it so I can either emulate some of the places that they were going. I'm like, oh, I didn't know nothing about this restaurant. I didn't know anything about this place. You know what I mean? It's almost like how people look at TikTok now. People go to TikTok if they're going out of town and they type something in, they're like, okay, boom, let me try these restaurants. But that's what reality TV used to be. Reality TV used to be Candy and them going to restaurants, showing us these different restaurants, or going on vacation, showing us which resorts to stay at because they stayed there. Now it's more drama filled, which is still good, but I think that we've gotten away from what it initially was, which was seeing people live out things that us normal people wasn't doing. The lifestyle aspect of it. Like when I used to think about Housewives, I always used to think about like when they used to, um, walk in a room and like they'll show like how much something costs like um they'll they'll set the purse down and be like Hermes Birkin bag 35,000 like oh. exactly <laughs> like yeah. Thinking back to having baby showers and stuff, you know, it's like baby shower doves cost this much, this cost this much. Then I was like, oh my God, I one day want to have a fabulous party like this. You know what I mean? Like, I want to have a fabulous party like this. And you kind of get a more realistic sense of 
things. You know, every time I watch the Kardashians, honey, when Mindy Weiss comes through, honey, and plans they fabulous parties, honey, them Christmas parties make me want to have a Christmas party every single year. Like, those are the things, you know? Yes. That I watch it for. I don't, I mean, okay, cool. A little argument here and there. That's cute. You know, give us a little filler argument here and there. But what are they doing that we can't do? Because I can argue. Get down. Down. The house. You know what I mean? You should still be able to pick something up from it. Like, let me get a party idea from them. Let me get a vacation idea. Or let me just aspire to be as fabulous as they are. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, a lot of people ate Kim up for what she said. But when she said, get off your fucking ass and work. <laughs> Bitch, that shit hit me. It did. me, Amber. I was like, ooh. You know what? She's right. I don't agree with a lot of things that Kim Kardashian has said and done, but she did her big one over there as the yeah, kid. Yeah, I, I was like, what was the problem in that? The whole point of the matter is if I'm the type of person, like if she can get up every single day, honey, and people don't think that being a reality star is actually work, especially in the aspect of being a Kardashian, like that's a lot of work. And they run multiple businesses on top of that. You know what I mean? So it's a lot of work to be on a diet every day. It's a lot of work to work out every day to look good. It's a lot of work to eat right. It's a lot of work to have makeup on. It's a lot of work to always never be able to let your guard down because there's a camera in your face every five seconds. Like, that's work. Yes. And then on top of that, you running multiple businesses and raising children and doing all the other normal people things that folks have to do off camera as well. I was like, if someone who's a multi-millionaire is saying, hey, this is the problem, because people weren't being lazy. We had a pandemic, honey, and people took that opportunity to sit the hell down and chill, and which is fine because it was during the pandemic. But once it was over, it's like, hey, you got to be able to snap back into that thing. Right. Get back to it. Get back to it. And a lot of people didn't. And what's crazy is for the amount of people who got lazy and was like, fuck that bitch, I ain't, I ain't going back to work. I'm, I'm riding this unemployment. I'm going to go get a PPP loan real quick. I'm going to go chill out for this stimulus check real quick. There was so many people who like had like a cultural, like, like creative reset. There were so many people who started new platforms, started new businesses, came to their prominence during the pandemic. There was so many people who thrived during the pandemic. Me, for example, like I adjusted to the way that the creative industry works in the pandemic because I had no no choice but to do right. it on my own. Whereas I, you know, I'm 31. I'm from the 90s. I come from the days where like people got discovered and shit. You know what I mean? Right. And, and, and have you noticed they don't really do that anymore? You know what I mean? Like they're not, you kind of got to discover yourself and put yourself in the places where, you know, make it happen. And then once you do the work for a certain amount of time, someone will catch on. And take it to another level. And I had the hardest time adjusting to that because, like I said, I'm like, I was born in 1991, but I act like I was born in 1971. Like, I'm stupid old school. So I'm like, wait, no, nah, like, what's like, where's the manager? Where's the artist development? Where's the agency? Where's the label? Where's like, who do I pitch this show to? Where's the creative? Like, like, where's the program directors? Like, who, right. like, where's people like like what do you where's mean the team? where's the team right. show like what do you mean where's the team honey where's the people that's where's gonna make this happen nowadays honey 
are booking things for themselves, editing things for themselves, putting projects out for themselves in the hopes that somebody's gonna see it and be like, you know, because a lot of these networks now are like, well, let me see what you already have and then we'll go somewhere with that. And that is where the rest of my year is about to go. But once again, we'll talk about that off camera. Um, but yeah, like that really hit me the hardest in the pandemic because there was nobody more like, like, like even the people that was on wasn't doing shit. Like we saw people canceling tours and sitting in the house playing they playing the harmonica on damn Instagram Live. Like, what the hell going on here? And like, so got more popular when the pandemic hit. Like, cause now you see every celebrity is on YouTube, child. Every celebrity was like, well, I'm just at home with my camera. Like, what we gonna do? What we talking about? YouTube, they on Instagram Live, kicking it. Like they on Bego with the kids. They on Clubhouse. People still do Clubhouse. I did not know that. I, I had to take that app off my phone because it was too many alerts. And then Clubhouse is just like a big loud conversation. And I, but it was like a whole thing when Clubhouse came out. Like you had to be invited. Somebody yeah. had to. Hey. Yeah, and I was, when somebody invited me, I was like, oh my God, yes, I've arrived. You know what I mean? Like, oh my God, I've And I really thought we was going to be on Clubhouse doing something. And I was just like, now what's going on here? Oh, so we just don't have talking. Yeah, right. We just talking. Like, it's just, it's a party line. Yeah, that, that, it was very, it was giving very much party line. It was giving very much 1998 to 2001 party line. Get your ass beat for running up your mama phone bill. Very that. Bingo, bingo. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not here for it. And so I was like, you know, thank you for the invitation, but this ain't for me. I, I don't do this. I don't sit and listen to people talk. Like I listen to podcasts for shit like, like this. I don't do this. So right. then when the spaces came out, I was like, eh, numb it get away from me I don't, I don't do that like I'm not doing that yeah I'm still trying to learn how to navigate through like I just feel like every time I conquer one thing then it's like now it's something new you know what I mean like I'm just getting the Instagram hang of things like I'm an old lady I'm just on TikTok now everybody's on TikTok and I'm just like that's okay. when now I was the old bitch in the room that's yeah, why I like like, like this whole social media game was really the thing that made me realize, like I start like, like now I gotta start saying shit like back in my day and when I was coming up and when I was a kid, cause I don't know, like I'm still like, I'm still sitting around waiting for them to bring my space back. Bingo. Like I'm still one of them. So right. I'm like, y'all on TikTok, it's a new platform. Y'all just doing things. Like, I don't, I, I don't, I just got around to getting on Instagram and that's only because I have a podcast to promote. Like, I'm only on social media to promote my shit. So I'm like, I'm not even trying to be on here watching people do sh Like, I, I ain't trying to watch you niggas dance all day. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's stressful. Like, just thinking about what content to post. Like, you know, I'm a hairstylist, so I guess people would expect me to post hair. Honey, I post me. Y'all gonna get a whole bunch of Nicole. Like, that's just, y'all gonna get a little sprinkle of hair here and there. Cause I'm just so, I'm from a different era. Like, we wasn't taking pictures of everything that we did. Like, every hairstyle I did, I didn't take no picture of it. Like, maybe when I was taking it with my camera and printing them things out and putting it in a booklet, cause we didn't have a lot of hair books. And I'm like, oh, well, here goes some pictures of some stuff I did. But now I'm like, I'm at a space where, bitch, I've been doing this thing for a long time. People, y'all know what I do. Y'all know right. what it is. Like, right. so to reframe myself, to be like, okay, let me promote things. Let me advertise things. Let me do this, let me do that. To try to keep up, I'm just like, ooh, child, get somebody else to do it. Yes, because for me, like, I come from the era where it's like, 
all you knew about a person was what they did. All you knew about an actor was their last movie. All you knew about an actor was, was their last show. All you knew about an artist was when their album dropped. You you ain't know who they was fucking, what they was doing, what they ate for breakfast, what drawers they wearing, where they shopping, where, where they get their sneakers from, what store they baby mama go to. Like, you didn't know none of that. And now, we were just talking about that. Right. Now that's now, all you know, you know what I mean? Now you gotta know their business. Now in order for you to invest in their actual craft and their actual talent, now you have to know everything about them. Now you gotta know their business. Now you gotta like their girlfriend. Now you gotta like their baby daddy. Now you gotta know they now you gotta know their cousins and shit. And it's like, bruh, like I'm not about that. Like Right. I'm like, I don't even know what Nick Cannon got going on these days, but I know he having more babies. I know that much. How many shows Nick Cannon is on, but I know how many kids he has. Right. That's the problem. <laughs> like, what? Exactly. Sorry to that man. <laughs> honey, he said, baby, I'm going to leave a legacy, honey. He said, baby, if I die tomorrow, honey, I'm going to leave a legacy. A small populated country. Right. Don't play I, 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 the photos, so I guess I see why these ladies keep giving it to him. Cause I'm like, you know, I was like, now why would y'all like, I don't want to be nobody's 13th baby mama. I just. I mean, I guess the only thing that really is a problem for me with Nick Cannon is that he's having so many individual children. For me, the fact that he's rotating his baby mamas through this little harem of four or five baby mamas. Okay, that's cool. Keep him in it. That's, you know, keeping it in the family you know, whatever new sister wives polygamous version of keeping it in the family y'all got going on over there. Right. Cool. Do that LA shit over there. But I just, I don't get the you having so many. Cause it's like, there's no way you're good. Like I remember after he had the second child with the third baby mama, I was like, oh, there's no way he's gonna be able to be able to keep up with all these children because it, it, it seemed like he introduced he introduces a new show and a new baby at the same time. At the like, same time. That's what Mariah said. Mariah was like, you don't have no time for my kids. Like, run me my paperwork and let me just go on about my gallivanting. Child, bye. Let me go ahead and- It's all Mariah Fox. If she would have never left that man, honey, he would be out. <laughs> all Mariah Fox. Mariah, we blaming you, girl. You should have just stayed with that man. She said, fuck Rock Nation. I blame Mariah. You should have just right. it and stayed with that man and, and kept it pushing, girl. Because exactly. now he got his wild oats from Maine to Spain, and now we got to deal with it because the shade room cares about nothing but how many seeds Nick Cannon is putting out there, right? <sighs> like I can't wait until all his kids get older and they all just do their own reality show. Like they gonna be their own growing up hip hop. Watch. And the, and they should, and they should, and they when I tell you, and they should, and they should, and they're going to look at Mariah's kids because Mariah's gonna be real stank with her kids. Like you're not hanging out with them. They gonna be over here like doggone Paris and Nikki. Then you gonna have Baron and all, all all the other Hiltons over here doing the show. And then child, Moreau and Monrockin. They exactly. gonna be modeling and shit. And they they gonna be too good for uh, 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 baby. We in Vogue. Like we haven't even seen them in a long time. Like I gotta see what I gotta Google them, honey. What them kids even look like these days? Like I feel like Mariah keeps them kids under wraps. At this point, as far as I know, them Sharon is in college. For all I know, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> First year at Morehouse and Spelman, for all I know. 
Like, I don't know what's going on. That's too black for them. You know, Mariah don't think she that black. And she ain't sending her kids there. I'm going to Princeton and Harvard, you know. But I'm trying to keep it real with Nene and everything. <laughs> but yeah, times have definitely changed, honey. And I guess, you know, we got to keep up with what's going on. I guess. I guess. I guess. And speaking of, let's jump into your experience with reality TV. Don't deep breath. You're in a safe space. It's all good. <laughs> no, it's, no, it's yeah. totally fine. Lots of therapy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Shout out to the therapist. Shout out to BetterHelp. Not sponsored, but get at me. <laughs> but yeah, what 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 went into your decision to deciding to sign on to Chasing LA? And what was the casting process like for you? Um, so I had watched Chasing Atlanta. And then I have seen Chase in Dallas. I didn't even know they were coming to LA with a Chase in LA, really. And then, because I feel like they didn't never really advertise it, in my opinion, or I just didn't see it. Next thing I know, like, I was just looking, and boom, there it was. Yeah. yeah. Boom, there it is. And I'm like, well, who are these people? Like, you know what I mean? I go out in LA. Like, I hang out in LA. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I've never seen any of these people. Now, cut to, I then found out that some people that I know knew one or two people like I knew Jeremy I take that back Jeremy and I knew each other from the ballroom scene so I didn't know Jeremy but the, rest the I knew. but the rest of the people are like who are these people like okay yeah. so the process I was the first season went by it was done um I just so happened to be on Instagram one day and there was a flyer saying oh we're uh, auditioning for new cast members for Chase in LA submit by it was like September 23rd. I'm just gonna throw that random date out there. I know it was September something, but it was like September 23rd, submit everything by then. Literally, it was September 23rd. I was, <laughs> I was like, well, let me click this little link, Cutty. Like, let me click the little link, you know? It's like filling this information, put some pictures. Like, mind you, I'm getting ready to go to work, honey. So I'm just typing. I'm like, I mean, I think I'll be great. Like, you know, because I know me, I'm a very like bubbly person. So I, people have told me for years that I would be great on reality television. I've had a couple of offers, but the contracts sometimes don't be right. Or it just be like, they'll have you on ice for a long time. Like people don't understand like what goes into a lot of this stuff. Like I've had offers from my own shows from major people and they're just like, okay, we're just gonna put you right here. We're working on some other stuff right now, but as soon as we get back around to it. So that's kind of where I was at in that space. Like I was in limbo with a lot of other stuff. So I was like, well, let me do this thinking like, okay, this will A, get more eyeballs on me. So it'll make it better for, you know, other people that want to cast me and put me in stuff. Then I was like, B, I want to meet some boys. Hey. And then I was like, see, honey, I would like some more Instagram followers. And I just feel like when people be on TV shows and stuff, they get more followers. Cause like I said, social media is life now, right? So I'm like, cause maybe I was sitting back chilling with my 1500 followers. Like, it's cool. This, I'ma just be over here, you know? I didn't think about it like that. Yeah, I wasn't tripping off of it like that. But then once I started thinking about it, I'm like, okay, well, if I go on here, this will happen. So I'm, at, I'm in my bathroom, getting my makeup, doing my makeup for work, getting ready. And I'm like, typing in the little stuff. Like, okay, well, I'm a celebrity hairstylist. I own a hair salon. Like, I think I'll be great, blah, blah, blah. They're like, send a casting video in. Like, so now I've seen some of the videos and people were really like sitting there, like recording videos. I said, well, I got a little video from my birthday party that was like a couple months ago. 
Uh-huh. Got my videographer man, like, cause you know, we like I said, we stay pitching stuff places. So I had a video. I was like, well, they can see who I am and they can see what kind of events I have and what I do in my life. And here you go. This is what I got for y'all. I don't have time to sit here and hold no camera and be like, hi, I'm Nicole, and I think I'll be great for this, you know? Right. Literally sent it on the last day. Two days later, I get an email like, okay, we would like to do a Zoom interview with you. Get on the first Zoom interview. Mind you, at the time when I get on the Zoom interview, there was a plumbing issue going on in my salon. So I got my roof is all messed up. I literally go in my break room and I'm like, hey y'all, I got a lot going on out there, but let's go, let's do it. It's three producers. And I'm like, you know, I'm just being me. Like, I'm, I know how to interview, you know what I mean? I know how to have conversations. And if you ask me questions about myself, I know how to articulate and show my personality all at the same time, just like we're doing right now. So I did that. They were like, okay, we'll get back to you. Next day, they were like, we would like you to come back for a second one. And I was like, um, okay. Like at that point though, I was like, nah, child, I didn't got all dolled up and did all that. The second time around, baby, I was at my house in my office with a little workout outfit on. I was like, look y'all, like, this is my off day. Like I'm just living my life. So they sent me literally an email, maybe two or three days later, like congratulations, you're on the show. Nasty. No, that's a- what They didn't tell me what I was getting myself into. Oh, why would they? Why would they? Honey, thinking as a producer, I wouldn't tell you shit either. I'd be like, girl, you're going to be great. Honey, we're going to promote your business. Honey, you're going to look beautiful. Honey, we're going to be, ah, 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 ah. You gonna and that's show- what I thought. I thought it was just going to be me with people. Like, I saw the drama that they had the first previous season because, I mean, you shouldn't go into anything without watching it. But I was just like, well, that ain't going to be me because I don't argue and fuss and fight with folks a lot. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't cut to I end up being like America's most hated I guess you know but that's just because I'm a lot to deal with sometimes if you don't understand me like for me I went into this process treating them like I would treat my normal friends and I was just like you know we shoot the shit we joke we crack jokes we we talk about each other we have a good time though like it's all in love and it's all in fun I didn't realize like these are strangers who have never met me so they may not understand my personality and then once they got offended or got upset by something I said, bitch, I mean, I'll apologize for it, but I'm gonna still stand 10 toes in what I said, bitch. If you don't like it, we just don't gotta talk. That, fair enough. So what do you take away from the reception of the audience now that the show is aired? You you um, said that it's you know been left in 2022 and it's in hindsight. What do you take away from the reception of the audience being that I'm sure I am sure we will be back for season three or at least I'm hoping um, I take that I have to understand that what they're getting on their screens is not a whole visual of who I am you know what I mean and that's why I do try to be visual as far as like lives and podcasts and interviews and things of that nature because I, I hear literally every time I meet somebody new that was a fan that's a fan of the show they're like I didn't really care for you on the season but now meeting you or seeing you in other spaces I love you like you're so entertaining and I'm like but it's the same bitch that was on the show like, I feel like you're just receiving it differently now. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, the same shit I was saying then is the same shit I'm saying right now. You're just receiving it differently. But um, I just think that people, you know, I think they know what to expect when it comes to me now. Like, they expect me to say a little shady something here and there. They expect me to be a big personality. They expect me to be grand, you know? So now they know what they're getting into. So I feel like if I am to come back for another season, 
moving forward, they'll just be like, oh, that's Nicole. Like, we love that for her. You know what I mean? Like, we expect that. Like, we know Nicole. She'll mean no harm by that. She just said what she said. Because this time around, baby, you say anything about anybody. I can't believe you would say that. How dare you say Hershey's wig is dry? Bitch, I'm a, I am a motherfucking million dollar hairstylist. Like, if something is dry, I'm going to say it. Like, like, let me talk about what I know. Like, if I said your feet was crusty, I'm not a podiatrist. I don't know nothing exactly. about Exactly. I don't do pedicures all day, but I do hair. So when I call something out about some hair, bitch, I know what I'm talking about. Like, so receive that. I don't care because that's your fave. Like, they still need to come in here with the proper wig if they want me to touch you. Like. And you know what's crazy is, is my introduction to you. Like, I didn't get introduced to you on the show. Mm. I got introduced to you on Instagram Live. See, then that means you already liked me before you watched the show. So I'm sure if you've gone back now and watched the show, then you're like, okay, well, she's not that bad. <laughs> like, I think, like, I haven't gone back and, like, fully watched the, um, see, the, see, isn't yet because I, like, I, like, I started watching it when it aired because Hershey is my bitch. I love her to pieces. So I started watching it and then life just started life and I got busy and I had things to do and I haven't had time to, like, go back and, catch up like i told you before i i spend the most of my my um, time on youtube so when i do have free time it's like i'm watching you know diy videos i'm watching nail videos i'm watching documentaries i'm right. watching wheel of fortune from the 80s yes just, wheel of fortune. period so like i don't really get you know into the shows like 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 that especially when at the time I, my podcast was more so about recapping reality tv and okay. so i transitioning out of that because I hate re recapping reality TV. So when the season was starting and, and like going on, watching reality TV was not fun for me at the time. Makes so, sense. So it just kind of like got lost in the shuffle for me, but I am, I'm going to go back because now I've talked to a few of you guys from the show at this point, but I got to know you on Instagram live because like you go live with the girls that I've interviewed from all the different shows because I've talked to somebody from just about every one of the web reality shows at this point. Okay. So y'all going live together and talking and doing the things of things. And so I'll get, you know, put on. And I remember the first time I saw you on a live, I was like, yo, she bad as fuck, Joe. Who is this? Like, oh, <laughs> she? Where is she from? Because I was like, wait, Nicole Ray? Not Nicole Ray, the singer. Like, right, right. right. I, was hot. I was like, wait, what? Make Nicole it hot, baby. It's like, if you know about her, you know about her, right? Like, that's so funny. I was like, not if I was your girlfriend. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I was like, okay. I was like, right. wait, we not the same. We not the same, honey. But I love her down, absolutely. Right. So I was like, wait a minute, not Nicole Ray on live with, how she get on live with her? I was like, oh, okay, wait a minute, who is this? But I sit and watch, because I, I support all the girls. So I'll sit and watch and I'll send likes and loves and comments and right. all that, flirt with the girls and do all of that. So I was like, okay, okay. And then I just followed you. And then I was like, I have to have you on the show because you were funny as fuck. And not a lot of people can make me actually laugh out loud. Like you were hilarious. <laughs> And that's why I tell you, I'm just naturally funny. Like, it's so funny. I was talking to somebody the other day about, like, comedians and things like that. And they actually write scripts and stuff. And people be like, oh, you sure comedy show? I'm like, girl, I'm not that kind of funny. Like, I'm in the moment funny. I'm in the moment funny. I'm not, I can't regurgitate the funniness to you. Like, I can't, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know, I'm not, I'm not just. 
Okay. Yeah, like I'm not, I'm just naturally funny, honey. I just say whatever comes to my brain and it'd be funny. And when I feel like that, that's the reality show in itself, honey. Like if you took these Instagram lives, honey, and turned it into something, it, like it'd be going down. Like you be getting mess, trauma stories, banter, okay. friendships. Like that would be a whole show just in itself. Like I've seen so many things unfold on Instagram live. <laughs> yes, like ever since I've been interviewing y'all girls from, from from these web reality shows, I have become so invested in live culture. Like, <laughs> right, like, yeah. <laughs> I got my notifications on. I like, I want to know when all the girls go live because the shit be going to like, I've seen it all. I've seen confrontation. I've seen people squash shit and make up. I've seen people flirt. I've seen people break up. I've caught, I've caught exclusive tea on live that I didn't even know was happening. Right. Like, <laughs> it's going dead. Like, if I, like, really, I do my research on Instagram for the people that like come on the show. And I be waiting for y'all to go live now. Like, like if you coming on my show, oh, I'm stalking your page. Like, go right. Live. Like, let me see what's going on. Let me see what's happening. What's no for real? Like, I be like, man, I didn't see folks argue. I didn't see folks tell us who they done slept with. I didn't see folks come on there and gather one another. And I'm just like. I done argued on a live or two. I'm like, oh, this just be going down, honey. I'm like, Instagram Live is just where it's at, honey. I don't care. I'll be on there later, honey, because Instagram Live is where it's at. You can't waste your face, honey. So now that it's on, honey, the Instagram Live got to see me today, okay? Thank <laughs> This face is giving very much Trina in the like Keisha Kaor days. That's my attitude, still the baddest era. That's really what your mug is giving today. Thank so you, for the children. Yeah, so I'm definitely, I love Instagram live. And to me, the funny thing, people be like, you're always live, you're always live. But to me, a live ain't nothing but a FaceTime call with more people. Yeah, because I was, because I remember one day I said, <laughs> I literally tuned in, you was on live at, at the salon and you were live on there for hours. Like I tuned in for about 45 minutes. I came back, I went and got something to eat, went to the gym. Came back, tuned back in, and same with same what y'all was talking about. I went and took yeah. a shower. Y'all was still like, I was like, <laughs> and like, I'm just a social person, so I like talking to people. I love to talk to people, so I'm just a social butterfly type of person. So really, it's so funny, like, cause a lot of times, like, people would be like, y'all not even paying these comments, no mind, cause we not, we really just talking to each other. It's literally a group chat, and we're just on live with the group chat. You know what I mean? So. Seriously, y'all are how I get out the house nowadays because I don't go nowhere. I, I don't leave my house. I spend my time doing this. This right here. I, 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 I spend all my time doing this. So like when I'm not doing a do, doing a show, I, I, I'll either be on YouTube or watching somebody's live. And I feel like I'm getting out the house. Like, like, like I feel like I'm actually hanging out with y'all now because y'all show me so much love in the lives. Thank y'all. Absolutely. Yeah. So much love, so sweet to me. Thank y'all. <laughs> so I feel like I, I'm like at the party with y'all, child. We out at the bar kicking it or something. Cause I, and that's literally what it is. It's literally like a party. Like literally, I feel like everybody should grab their cocktail and just sit around and shoot the shit and just have a good time. Cause that's what it's all about. Like, ma'am. 
And that's what it be for me. Like, I literally will sit and kick it with, with y'all, sit out, light up, drink up, and just join the party. <laughs> like, feel like we at the bar together, even though we on four different parts of the damn country. Exactly. But and then I'll be like, I'll be sitting there like, uh-uh, y'all is up. Like, especially because I be on live with like a lot of people on the East Coast. So I be like, oh, it's late. I know if I'm sleeping, y'all gotta be sleeping. Like when I'm on with TTV and all them, I'm like, nigga, it's five in the morning your time. Like two in the morning is cool, regular for me. It's five in the morning your time. You must go sleep all day long. Like, <laughs> <laughs> But you know, CTV, they be live, live. Like they don't play with a live, 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 honey. They know what it's about. Like they invented the Big Brother live feed. They invented twenty four hour live. Shout out to exactly. TPD, man. Exactly. We love him. Okay. Like, and I'd be like, I'd be like, just give me the first and the third shift. Like, I'll take a little rest. I'll come on back. Give me the first and the third shift. I'm there for it. Period. Now, when it comes to your castmates. What percentage of your cast would you say are people you consider to be friends in your real life? And what percentage would you say are just coworkers that you showed up and made a great show with? Um, 40% are like my real genuine friends. Like we text each other, we hang out on and off camera. We, we make sure each other is good. Like we know things about each other's lives. You know what I mean? Then it's about another 20% who we might not be like super, super close like that, but we can make great television. And then the other 40%, like I just work with them. Got you, T. But like the, the genuine friendship that you saw me form like on the show, like when it comes to Rich Bomb or when it comes to Hershey when it comes to Poetic, like those are like my, you know what I mean? We really form genuine friendships. And so like literally we'll text or call each other every other day. We'll see each other all the time. Like they'll come to my house, I'll come to their house. Like we still get together and do stuff together and support one another off the camera, even though we're not filming the show right now. So those genuine friendships that came through on TV and people were so mad that we were all so cool and like y'all just met each other, da, da. it doesn't matter when you gravitate towards people if y'all hit it off y'all hit it off like i'm telling you because i've made some of my best friends in the world off of an instant conversation and we just been rocking ever since our first time like my best friends in the world i've made we literally just been friends since our first conversation and we just kept talking exactly kept kicking it like we just met one day and we just been kicking it ever since like and it's just that's how it rocks and people like, just don't understand that sometimes. And I'm like, no, it's real life. Like, calm down. Like, chill. Y'all spend y'all time on Twitter and Instagram. And that's why y'all don't know what friends are like in real life. Because y'all right. are just internet. Like, yeah. I feel like moving forward, honey, I'm sure, like, I've gotten to better spaces with most of the people. So I feel like moving forward, like, sometimes a little conversation cures a lot of things. And a lot of times I'm stubborn. People are stubborn. So nobody want to talk about the things of the things and kind of you know hash it out and so I feel like off camera and even towards towards the end the reunion things like that like we kind of squashed a lot of things so we'll see what happens moving forward amazing I love if those that. numbers if those numbers can boost up <laughs> well I mean you know that's really what it's all about because like who got time to be sitting around here beefing and holding grudges and you know side eye when you out somewhere because like y'all gonna run in the same circle that's that's just what exactly. it is Right, especially now, like, you know what I mean? We definitely, like, people that I would have never noticed before, recognized before, like, I'm gonna see y'all, I'm gonna run into y'all, I'm gonna know, you know what I mean? So, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Is there a dynamic that you prefer when it comes to filming reality TV? Would you prefer to go through the process with people who you consider your real friends? 
or would you rather just show up, clock in, do your job and go home? To me, I would prefer to go through with my real friends because those are genuine connections. Because what you have to understand is just me being cast to this show and only really knowing Jeremy, I'm getting to know these people at the same time while we're trying to film a show. So things that could have been hashed out or worked out or getting to know one another better if there was not cameras in front of us, y'all hearing our little arguments, our little drama might have been more simpler. You know, like think back to housewives. Like I always run back to them. Like when Atlanta started, they found one matriarch, honey, and was like, who's some of your homegirls that you wouldn't mind being on this show with? They still had drama. However, they had a friendship that translated onto the camera. You know what I mean? Like the friendship, the fun, the laughs, it translated onto the camera. Like, yeah, of course friends get into it. Me and my best friend get into it all the time. But if they would have took me and some of my closest friends and just put cameras in front of us, it would have been dynamic. Yeah. It would have been epic. You know what I mean? Like we travel, we have fun, we do this, we do that. So, you know, Cause some of you, baby, I don't travel with everybody. So going on a cash trip with folks that I barely even know, or I barely might, I don't travel like that. Like, I'm with you on that. Cause I'm funny about just going to pizza house, let alone hey, travel with people. Like I'm funny about using people's bathroom. Hello. Like I don't use everybody's toilet. I'm not. I'd be damned if I sleep in a random house in a random place with a random bitch. No shame. Right. God bless so thank you. you. When we did go, honey, I had got my own little room. So I was like, okay, well, at least if nothing else, honey, I'm safe in here. Honey, if nothing, if all else fails, honey, I can go lay down in here and be by my lonesome and not have to worry about none of this nonsense. So, but you know, I, I feel like the first, especially the first season going around, like now we all kind of know each other. So we know where each other are coming from. We, you know what I mean? So even though, even if we're not friends, we're friendly or we have enough knowledge of one another, to move forward and make more successfulness come from the season just because we understand each other better now you know what i mean but you threw me in a space with some of these people that had already been here before so they already had alliances to one another and that is nothing but a formula for drama to be perfectly honest great tv but dramatic television nonetheless right it's great for the folks that have to watch it for us that have to live through it get somebody else to do it Give find somebody else. Period. So, in that thought process, would you rather bring a friend on camera, or would you rather make a friend on camera? Um, I would definitely rather bring a friend on camera, and I did all season one, all season two, honey. I brought my friend on there as much as I could. Like, hello, y'all gonna see her? Like, I'm gonna film some stuff with her. She's at every event that we have. Or I'm gonna bring my mama. I'm gonna bring somebody. I just feel like like nobody goes anywhere just by themselves. You know what I mean? Like, that's just yeah. not. Yeah, just me and a lion's den full of people. But yeah, I would definitely rather bring a friend on camera. See, I'm the weird. See, I'm the weirdo though. Like, I'm the weirdo that does move by themselves. Like, I'm the weirdo that be in the club by themselves. Like, I'm the weirdo that go that like goes and eat at, at a restaurant by themselves. Like, I'm see, that. I cannot, see, I cannot. When I tell you, I cannot do it. I guess because I'm an only child, so I'm always used to being by myself. That I don't like to be by myself. Like, I love company. Like, I'm the type to be like, hello, does everybody just want to come over to my house today? Because I'm going to cook something just so everybody can come over. Like, everybody come over. I'm going to cook. Everybody come over. We're going to watch the movie. Everybody, like, I just like company. See, I wish I would have been that person because I was raised as an only child, but I'm the youngest of nine. But I was okay. also raised as a latchkey kid. So I spent a lot of time by myself growing up. And so I just kind of became my own best friend. 
So now I just enjoy my own company. So if I fuck with you, I have to enjoy your company as much right. than I enjoy being by myself. Absolutely, no, it totally makes sense, totally makes sense. So I'm, so if you, so if I ever just pop up down to the, down to the Los Angeles streets and like, you see a weirdo with dreads down to their knees in the middle of the club by they self dancing on the floor, by they self fucking it up. <laughs> I would be like, oh, I know him. Yes, come on, friend, do your big one. Like, yeah. It's gonna be me giving Nomi Malone from 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 Showgirls wearing the pink fringe dress, fucking it up in the middle of the club by herself. Yeah. Period. It's giving that. Yeah, that's me all the time. Period. No, I love it. I love it. And I think you need that. You need a mix of that. You know what I mean? Like, you need a mix of people that are people people and and self people that like to be by themselves you know you mix it all together honey and then you just see where it goes from there yeah for sure so out of your first season on reality tv what do you think was the hardest thing for you to film hmm that's a good question the hardest thing for me to film was probably there was a there was a scene with me and my mom where we were talking about like you know my transition and growing up and her you know accepting it and things of that nature like there was so much more to that scene that didn't make it in there but that was probably like a hard a vulnerable scene like vulnerable scenes are what's hard for me to think you know what I mean because I'm just not used to being vulnerable in front of people like I'm the girl that cries in my car I'm the girl that cries in the closet like I'm not really the biggest crier in front of people because I just feel like I really just deal with it myself and then because I'm always so used to having to be the one to be there for people that I don't want them to have to see me not being my strongest best self you know absolutely especially with doing hair and whatnot like I'll cry the whole drive to the salon and as soon as I walk in boom I have to be Nicole Ray that has to listen to their problems so now I can't cry and do that anymore so being on camera and crying and talking about things that are personal to me that was probably like the hardest part like I could fuss with people all day long I was on the debate team baby you want to argue we can argue say you want to go five, five. Like, you fellow debater yeah like you want to go out for drinks, you can go out for drinks. You want to, you know what I mean? Like, I'm okay with that, honey. But now y'all seeing me break down, honey, and giving ugly tears and all this and this now like that. And that was probably like the hardest part for me. I totally feel you on that. Can I ask you an offbeat question? Because I didn't even think about this until you said something just now. And it made me want to ask something that's a slightly personal question. And, you know, we're friends now, so you can tell me to mind my damn business. Okay. Um, as a trans woman, what's your relationship with stealth culture? Because you is real, like, you real, like, here with it. Like, like I like, we don't like to use the word passing in my house, but you, but you, <laughs> right. Um, you know, the you crazy, know. I feel like, I feel like I, I navigate better in the heterosexual world than I do in the gay world. Like, I feel like, I, my biggest issues come from like my own people. I agree. I agree on multiple levels. I agree with that when it comes to, to, to the black community. I agree with that with the queer community. Like I was the gay dude grow, growing up that like, you know how the um, stereotype was 
was the gay boy hung with all the girls and like all the boys would like ask the um, gay boy to like hook them up with their homegirl. That, when I say that's my life story, that is literally my life story. Plus you gotta think I did hair in high school. So every girl was my friend cause I did hair. Now every boy wants to be my friend cause I'm friends with all the girls. So I never had no problems in those types of spaces. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't until I started dipping my toe into the queer community more that I was just like, okay, well, especially when it came to transition, like gay boys like gay boys, you know what I mean? Like then it's kind of like a hard space to where it's like, well, I'm not a gay boy anymore, but I'm not a straight woman anymore. But literally when I go out with my gay homeboys, like I like, at least for me, like the people that I call my friends that I rock with, they treat me as such. They're opening doors. They're making sure I'm good. They're things of that nature. So that's fine. But when it comes to like outside queer people that I don't know or that just weren't raised properly, you know what I mean? Like, I'd be like, what is going on here? Like my homeboys don't act like this with me. You know what I mean? Like my homeboys ain't doing all this with me. Like they're still men at the end of the day whether they're super, super queeny or whether they're mask, trade, whatever, they're still men. And when they see me, they see a woman and that's how they conduct themselves. So when I get in other spaces where it's just like, like, what are y'all doing? Like, what, you know. I completely understand that. And for me, I was like that in straight spaces, but I was the opposite. So instead of me being the gay boy that had all, all the girlfriends, I was the straight boy. Ah, ah, I was the gay boy that that hung with all the dudes. Okay, right. So like, ah, I would be the one that would be like that meme that was going around with the character from I think it was Stevens. You, 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 universe that said when you gay as fuck, but the hood fuck with you. Absolutely right. That was me, cause cause I cause I, I would be the one that was the video gamer playing football, fighting in the street, playing basketball with all the boys, skating and doing all of that. So all the girls would like come to be me and be like, hey, can you hook me up with the football player? Right. And you tell him I say hi, exactly. That, that was me. And then I was raised pretty much by trans women and drag queens since I was 14 years old. You okay. know what I mean? Right. So even me being from the South, having that type of mentality of just being a Southern gentleman type, and then on top of that, like being raised by these trans women, like to me that were just always women. So I was like, well, well those my sisters, those my those my girls. Like if they don't got a man, I'll be their boyfriend tonight. Like exactly. I like exactly right. And so I'm like, I be seeing people on, like, for example, the first season of your show. I was like. What? What? Where? Right. They do this at. Right. Because as, as a nigga in the room, it, that would never happen. Like, my homeboys would never allow that. My actual homeboys will stomp you to the ground for even, what like, whatever. Like, what we doing, bro? Like, that's not cool. Like, I don't give a fuck if you, like, I don't give a damn if I rode with you, nigga. That ain't cool. Like, what we like, what like, we so I, so I always wonder some of that, just because like you are that girl, right. here, you know? Right. <laughs> so I wonder like how the girls who walk into the world as as the girl that they always imagine that, themselves to be, how those women exist with stealth culture and like how they, <laughs> and, like how they feel with living 
like like do they walk around as the proud trans woman or do they just walk around as a proud woman like where is like do they find I don't feel like, I feel like that's on a need to know basis in my personal opinion, you know what I mean? Like you can't, cause it's just like one minute they want to be like, oh, well treat us like regular women. Trans women should be a part of women's history month. But then they want to be like trans woman, trans woman, trans woman. Like it's just like, just be a woman or just be you better yet. You know what I mean? Like man, woman, cat, dog, whatever you want to just be you. So I've always just been me, you know what I mean? Um, I never, I don't need to wear no titles, no badges. I'm with you on that. I'm the same way. Like, I've gotten to a place in my life because I've lived as a gay man. I've lived as a trans woman for a while. And I've kind of found where I reside is just living genderless and neutral. So for me, it's like, I don't give a fuck about pronouns. I don't give a fuck, fuck about labels, titles. Like, that's that new stuff. And I don't know nothing about it. And every time, like, and I, I try not to say it in certain spaces because I realize, like, the power that my words have behind them. But all these pronouns, and get somebody else to do it. For me, it's just like, get my name right. Because I am the person that speaks to the validity of identity. So if you identify a certain way, I respect that. I call you what you want to be called. I stand up for you. I, I stand up for your existence. I validate you, all of those things. But when it comes to me and my personal existence, I don't give a fuck about that. Just my name is Brian. And that's it. If you register me as male, call me he. If you register me as female, call me she. If you don't know, and I'm really giving the androgynous tea that I want to give in real life, call me they and pick C. Like, like it, just get my name. My name is Brian. And that's it, and that's all, right? And that's it, and that's all. Yeah, that's it, that's, that's it, that's all, as the kids say, okay? Like, sometimes this this validation journey just kind of makes things a little bit more complicated, even though it's necessary to validate your personal identity. Sometimes in your interpersonal lives, it just becomes way too complicated. And it's like, girl, what's your name, baby? Right. Matters. <laughs> right. And that's and that's it. Like man, I be like that's it. Like I'm Nicole. Nothing, nothing more, nothing less. The people don't think of me as no more, no less. You know, I did feel like it was necessary. So I, like I said, I flew under the radar for a lot of years, and yeah, I just fly right up under here, honey. Like you know, just I believe it, cause I, cause there, there, there was a lot of the, like the, full disclosure. I'll just go ahead and say it. Full disclosure. I wouldn't have asked that question had you never openly said it. Because like I told you, I didn't get introduced to you from the show. So right. when I were introduced to you, I didn't know you were on Chase in LA. I didn't know you were on a reality show. You were Nicole Ray Hair, who exactly. goes off with all the girls. So I was like, oh, okay, this badass bitch over here, da, 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 da. And then I was like, oh, she's on Chase in LA. Oh, they passed this. Okay. Yeah. I was like, okay, but life was lifing. So I didn't actually take time to like investigate and watch the show. So I was like, okay, she's just a badass bitch or whatever. So I would have never asked that question had you said. So I was like, okay. Only because I feel like, I feel like at this point in my life, like, not that it's my job, because nothing is anybody's job to, to do anything, but I feel like we have so much representation of other types of trans women that it's important to show other representation of other types of trans women, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? So I wanted the people to understand that you can be a boss, you can own homes, you can own businesses, you can navigate through life regularly 
you don't it don't take all that you know what i mean like what we see on tv what we see from the other girls that want to be seen and want to use that so much to be popular from like i don't want to be popular because of that i want to be popular because y'all rock with me because i'm bringing something to the table that you care about i don't want i never wanted to use that for popularity yeah like i had the same experience with jt you know my girlfriend jt oh yeah <laughs> hey girlfriend um, uh-huh. uh-huh you know we fighting the ndas and things <laughs> you have to it's important period so like i had the same experience with jt like i invited her once more on a podcast and I was like yes my African queen I was like yes ma'am I was like that is a and so like y'all like I can't be around y'all in real life because y'all challenge <laughs> y'all be challenging me because I was like I had just registered I was like I've never liked anything but men my whole life right and then as I've come into these spaces and grown as a person I'm like okay yeah, these trans women, I am bad as fuck. Like, yo, don't pl- don't play with it. Don't play with it. Right. That's so funny. Like, you're the, you're not the first person that's ever said that to me. Like, I was literally just having a conversation, and the dude was like, you know, if I were to get with you or sleep with you or whatever, like, I'm going to have to be in therapy because now I got to rethink my whole life and what I like and what I didn't like and what I thought I might have liked. And now it's just a whole new ball game that I didn't know nothing about. <laughs> Listen. I had to really, like, I posted this on my Instagram stories one day, and it was after I was on a live with you and JT. Oh. <laughs> I had to post this on my Instagram stories the next day, and I was like, listen, if I sleep with a trans woman, does that make me bisexual? Right. No, oh, period. What does that do for me? Like, what is that? Because what happens? Because I'm like... I don't like I was like so am I just being sexual now like what like can somebody fill me in like am I bisexual now because I because me trans women are women so I'm like right. well but at I'm this point it's 2023 I feel like everybody is sleeping with everybody everybody is sleeping with whoever is gonna give them the best orgasm at that time you know what I mean like I feel like it's not so black and white anymore you know and I think that people always want to put stuff in a box or they want to put a label on it like if a straight man who is perceived as straight his whole life through the world dates a trans woman is still a woman. Like men are sexual creatures. They see, they like what they see. So if they see a woman, what might be going on in the other parts of their life, in their bodies and things like that has nothing to do with anything. Like we're attracted to what we see or how someone makes us feel. And I think that it's only because people put such a stereotype on certain things that people feel like it's not okay to try things or to experiment with things or to just have fun like life is short you might die tomorrow i'm telling you and i'm i'm just saying like i drink dark liquor so y'all might not want to be around me too long if i start because <laughs> i'm because see now because because see I used to be able to play it off and be like well I'm gay I flirt with girls because I'm a flirt so I can't you know flirt with, flirt with dudes you know because they gonna take that shit seriously so I flirt with girls just to pop my shit you know what I'm saying but now I really be flirting with y'all like dead ass like I really be with JT low key but like yeah, y'all, better, y'all better make the y'all better make the sex tape honey and put it on OnlyFans don't I'm tell me because I was like, listen, nah, but like, I low-key, I like, I really, like, I be, like, I be joking in the comments, 
But then I'd be in the live for like two hours. I'd be like, yo, what's good, mama? What's up? Right. Like, you just be like, okay, I mean, I'm joking, but I'm I'm joking. But if you're serious, I'm serious. You know what I mean? That's what it is. Like, maybe like, I'm joking, but if you're with it, I'm with it. Like, you know, that's right there. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. I'll take that for 2000 Alex. It's bad. It's very bad. It's so very bad. Like, I'm playing, but don't push me. Right. No, I totally get it, honey. Okay, that's what I'm going to get on the live and talk about today. We're going to talk about this with the Saints, honey, okay? Hey, I'll be there. Pull me up, chat. I'll be Pull up, up to the scene. Pull up to the scene, honey. We're going to talk to the Saints about this later on today, honey, okay? Yeah, because I, cause I, cause that really used to be my kick. Like, 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 that used to be my thing. Like, I used to be like, I flirt with girls because y'all know I don't want y'all. But now I can't say that no more because some of these girls I be flirting with, I be like, hey, 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 hey. Right, you're feeling a little tingle down there. You be like, oh, wait a minute, what's happening now? What does this mean for my life? Like, uh, what's up? Hey, hey, this kid is next. We're going to bury that thing. Bury that. No, absolutely. I totally agree. Shout out to JT. God bless you, girlfriend. Hey. Uh, <laughs> we'll get her to the live later, child. Okay. Yeah, Um, What keeps you up at night? My thoughts. Mm. Literally. Like, literally, my, my I feel like my thoughts and my ideas are so big and so grand, and they're just always running rampant that, like, I literally can't sleep sometimes. Yeah. For me, it's and, the ideas. Yeah. And my prayer, like, every other night, because sometimes I don't care. Sometimes I just be like, okay, I'll just be up. But my prayer be like, I be telling God, I be like, can you just turn my brain off for a couple hours? Just a, just turn my brain off for a couple of hours so I can get sufficient rest so I can wake up and execute these things that you're putting on my brain. Absolutely. Like, if I don't know how to do nothing else, honey, I can come up with a way to do something. I'm coming up with a way to make some money. I'm coming up with an idea for a show, a podcast, a radio thing, a this, a that. A, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just always, and not even necessarily for me, but I just be thinking about great things. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, I want to be the candy birds of this thing, honey. Like, you know, let me just have 52,000 things going on at one time because that's just how creative my brain is. So that's what yeah. keeps me up at night. I'm with you on that. I'm the exact same way. So you can be Candy Birds, I'll be Tyler Perry, and we're gonna make this shit happen. Cause I'm always out here with new ideas, new concepts, new visions, new things. Like I wanna produce and host and do all these things. So like there's just so much things that I don't wanna put together. And it's like, it's always a new idea. It's always a way to make another idea greater. So I feel you on that. At this point in your career, what would you say is your biggest strength and your biggest weakness? Um, my biggest strength would be my knowledge that I have now, like the knowledge that I have of everything that I'm doing, things that I didn't know before. You know what I mean? Like I said, going into being a business owner, I just wanted to open a salon, honey. I didn't think about the logistics of it. I didn't think about like what kind of traumas might happen what you know if a pipe might bust one day i didn't think about any of those things i just wanted to own a business and i just love to do hair so i just put them both together and there it is there now my biggest weakness is my heart is real real big so i give people in business chances that i shouldn't i, I put up with things that i shouldn't like i want everyone to win so bad that i'm willing to go above and beyond to get people there when they don't necessarily always want that for themselves 
And I tell people that all the time, like, I can't want it for you more than you want it for you. But it still takes me a few times of you to prove to me that you don't want it as bad as I thought you wanted it for me to be like, you know what? Let me stop trying to invest in this. Let me stop trying to help this situation. Let me stop trying to put something into this situation because it's just not working. You know what I mean? So that's my biggest weakness. My biggest weakness is I'm too nice about certain things. And I just, I want the best for everybody. Like if you, like you said, you got some ideas, something we can get off the line and chat for 10,000 hours because if you believe in it, I want to help you believe in it. I want to help you figure out how to get there. But people are not always like that. Some people just take the information, drain you and what you have going on and don't do anything positive with it. Yeah. And like, I hate that because it's always those people that fuck up the uh, people for me because by the time people get to me they like i'm not helping nobody else everybody full of shit i'm not fucking with nobody i'm not dealing with nothing and i'm like well damn i'm the one that actually is ready to work like it happens every time like like every time they'll be like i'm not fucking with nobody else i'm not helping nobody else i'm not that is a fuck nigga feet like i'll be like yo like right and that's what they say. One bad apple spoils the bunch. That's that's what they always like to say, you know. So, but I think now, right? So I think now, though, moving forward, like I, I have a little bit more discernment. So I just you can kind of weed through the people that actually really want something for themselves. You know what I mean? Like if I see you putting in the effort, then I'm gonna put in the effort. You know what I mean? If I don't see you putting no effort, then I, baby, I ain't gonna do it. Like if you're not coming to me with something very much something you know what i mean like <laughs> then what i can't help you 10 million percent what has reality television taught you about people that they be fake <laughs> not that they be faking they, they do, like, you know, because I've experienced it, like, some people will be one way on camera and another way off camera. Like, I'm the same broad all the time. If I rock with you, I rock with you on camera and off camera. Even if we get in an argument, I'm still gonna rock with you. But some people will be best friends off the camera, and then as soon as that camera gets a roll, then I'm like, well, girl, that's the energy you was just giving. Like, you was just hanging out with me two seconds ago, and now you're, you know what I mean? Like, people are very flip-flop. And that, I, I'm not a flip-flop type of bra. You know what I mean? Like, you'll know if I like you, and you'll also know if I don't like you. For sure. But people are very flip-flop. And I think a lot of times people don't, people put together a character for reality television, and then they feel like they always have to be that character. Yeah. And what's crazy is those characters eventually become caricatures because they're just trying to follow what the audience likes about them and try to maintain that and magnify it. And they try to make it bigger and bigger and bigger. And then it's like, I don't even know this person. Like, who are you? Right. And they be faking in front and so much. I be like, girl, like, do you even remember what you told us? Do you even remember what you pretended like you had going on? Like, I can't fake be nice to nobody. If I don't like somebody, you're gonna know I don't like them. I can't sit in a room with you and pretend like we cool. Like, it's not giving that for me. That's all I ask, Chad. That's fair enough for me. What have you learned about yourself from experiencing reality television versus just watching it? That sometimes it's better to be quiet. Mm. Sometimes I don't have to regurgitate the things that the Lord puts in my brain out of my mouth. Like, I don't have to do that all the time because I just, I just, if, if it's in my brain, it got to come out in my mind. But from being on reality TV, like I've learned that sometimes thoughts are better kept up here. 
so I'm gonna have to go back and watch your season and learn that my damn self. Okay, T, got it. <laughs> but I don't think I learned it until the end. Like, so the whole season, like, you'll see, baby, like everything that was in my brain, I said. So I didn't learn that until after I saw how people perceived certain things that were said. And I'm like, but I didn't mean it like that. It was, you know what I mean? Like, a harmless little joke to me was life changing for people like they're so in their feelings about it so i was just like you know what maybe some of my jokes that's funny to me i'll just leave them funny to me like it's fine they i'm the only one need to laugh at this i was trying to help y'all laugh too i didn't feel like i should be the only one that got to laugh <laughs> i can't stand you <laughs> oh my gosh what does the woman you've become today tell your younger self in retrospect? Oh, that's a good one. Um, I tell myself, you know, you did all right. You know, you did what you set out to do. You became what you set out to become. Um, I still feel like there's more levels for me to go, but I feel like I made something of everything that I touched that I wanted to become something like I wanted to do here and I turned that into something. I wanted to take care of my family and I did that. I turned that into something. So I just kind of pat myself on the back. Like that's really what I tell my younger self. Like I pat myself on the back. Now I also tell my younger self, I wish you would have known some of these business things back then that you know now baby because I done made a couple stumbles back in the day. But overall, if you have to look at the whole entire picture, I'm like, you know what, job well done. Period. I love that. How do you want to be remembered as a person? I just want people to know that I was like a helper, a caring person, a giver. Like, you know what I mean? I place people in positions to win. I If I rock with you and I got your back, you ain't got to never worry about nothing. So I want people to always remember that aspect of me. You know what I mean? Take these jokes, this funniness, this laughing, all this stuff. Like, remember that I had everybody back. Everybody who was in my space, who was in my surroundings, who was in my circumference. Like, if I rock with you, I have your back. Like, there's no such thing as I got it and you don't. There's no such a thing. I love that. I love that. Is there anything that you would like to share with my audience and I that I didn't cover in the course of our conversation today? Um, I feel like you did great. Um, tell your audience just to go follow me and see what I got going on because I'm going to make them laugh. I'm going to make them cry. I'm going to make them rethink some stuff. They might hate me a little bit, but they'll come back around. You know, um, no, just just keep up because there's much more where this is going. You know what I mean? There's more. This is literally the ground level of this new chapter of my life. So just... Stay tuned because it only gets better from here. Absolutely. You are 1000% a must follow for me. So I would definitely send the children your way, honey. For sure. But in my attempt to do that, my last question for you before I send you back into the wild <laughs> is where can the people find you and all the things that you want to promote and What's next for Nicole Ray? Well, they can find me on all social media platforms at Nicole Ray Hair. That's Nicole, regular spelling N-I-C-O-L-E, Ray, R-A-E, and Hair, H-A-I-R. That's Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, if I ever get around to posting stuff on there. Um, 
you know, I'm, I'm going to try to do better. But um, I have a lot going on. Like, I have my bonnet line that came out last year. I have a wig line that I launched last year. Um, I have a couple of new projects that are coming out this year. I have a couple of new projects I'm working on this year. So there's just a lot. Like, man, it's, it's going to be a good... 2023 is going to be an amazing year. It's going to be, you know, a whirlwind. It's going to be just a year of growth, the year of prosperity, the year of doing things we never did before, and just accomplishing goals. That's, man, look forward to all of that. For sure. That is awesome. And on that note, children, that has been our show. I I appreciate every single one of you guys for tuning in to help me to facilitate this conversation. And I want to extend an extra special, special, special thank you to my guest, Nicole Ray, for blessing the podcast today. Thank you so much. Love, I appreciate it. I'm sure we'll we'll do this again, honey. Once once some new things transpire, we'll be back again to un, unpack and unwrap and talk about the newness of everything. Absolutely. You are an official friend of the show, so you're more than welcome to come back anytime. Once you have new, 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 new products, new color bonnets, new color wigs, new shows, new books, new things of the things. Or if you just want to come and shoot the shit, okay. let me know. We just want to gossip a little bit. <laughs> I'm here for all those things, honey. I love those. I love those sessions. So anytime, let me know. I'm always here. All right, level. Well, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Anytime. And with that being said, I want to remind all of you guys out there to be real, stay in reality, and always, always bring the realness. I am Brian K. James. This has been Real Reality Realness. And until next time, I love every single one of you guys from the bottom of my green heart emoji. Keep the mess in the message. Be useful, but not used. And misbehave yourselves. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. What's going on, everybody? Brian K. James here, and I'm so excited to let you know that this podcast is being brought to you in part by Outlander Media Network. Outlander's mission is to bring you the most exclusive alternative content from across the web, from the farthest reaches invading your space. We appreciate every single one of you guys for tuning in and never want you to forget to embrace your inner Outlander. I am Brian K. James, and this is Real Reality Realness.